Good morning, church. It is so good to be able to be with you this morning and come and share the word of God with you um, and to share a message that I feel is a, is uh, relevant in this time and continue with our sermon series, Being Home for Christmas. So with that being said, let us open up in prayer and just uh, commit this time to God. Father God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you that you are present. I thank you that your love for us is so overwhelming, so much more than what we could ever ask or imagine and I just pray Holy Spirit that you would come and minister to our hearts and minds and that you would be glorified in and through it all I ask in Jesus name Amen so last week Pastor Kurt shared on um, the seed of Christmas and today I've titled my message the joy of Christmas and just sitting thinking about Christmas time um, you know been going to a couple of shops and doing things and obviously Christmas just looks so different this year I actually um, went to a shopping center earlier on and uh, they, you know, they've got in the malls, they've got kids normally taking photos with Father Christmas, etc. And there's obviously just this big empty chair. And I had to chuckle because there was a family there who were quickly opening the gate and letting their kids just go and sit on the chair quickly on their own. And they were quickly snapping a photo in the scene and then leaving again. And just things are so different so different um and it got to me thinking i mean the whole of 2020 has been different we got to march this year and our entire world changed for us um well it yeah it just yeah it was the end of march um and then come april we had easter fast approaching and the reality set in that we weren't going to be able to come together in a church setting in a corporate setting and uh, celebrate Good Friday and Easter Sunday together. And for many, that was strange. It was like, I mean, that's something we have done probably our entire lives. Um, and although it is a traditional thing that we do, it, it still somehow just normally feels good um, to be able to do. And then we get to, so we get to spend Easter at home. And it turned out to be amazing because for so many people, um, there was so much sharing of the relevance of the time on social media. There were so many people sharing teachings on it. There was so much conversation about it, be it via Zoom or be it um, whichever platform you wanted to make use of. And it was actually incredible. You know, the, the word says where the enemy comes in like a flood, like God just raises up the standard. And that was just a standard in the church like never seen before, where the truth of the gospel was being shared um, and loud and beautifully and unashamedly. And it was just so good to be able to be a part of all of that. And I think we kind of had this, this idea that it would just be a couple of months Come September, October, we would all be back to normal again and be on our merry way. Well, here we are um, with Easter, um, Easter, with Christmas two weeks away. And the reality is, is that churches won't be functioning as we have done previously. And again, we were faced with a change. Um, you know, Christmas morning was normally like a a crazy rush where you're doing the celebrations quickly in the morning you're quickly popping some food on into the oven before you head off to church and getting to love on one another and all of the christmas greetings and blessings and all the rest of it and this year we are going to get to wake up and spend christmas at home there'll be no crazy rush there will be the um 
the, the incredible gift of being able to wake up and spend Christmas in the safety and comfort of your own home. And that may seem strange to some, um, and it may be a little bit challenging to get our minds around that we wouldn't be able to come together in a corporate setting. But we don't, we shouldn't need a corporate setting in order to celebrate the meaning of Christmas. Christmas is a time for family, it is a time for close friends, and um, it's just such an incredible time to know the real reason behind it. And the real reason is our Lord and Savior, King Jesus. So when I was just writing out some notes for preparing for this, and I wrote down that we'll be in the safety and comfort of our own home, I thought those are two interesting words because for many, um, we don't, there is going to be a mixture of grief and heartache and loss and suffering and those are also real. I don't think there is a single person who has not been affected by COVID in some way, shape or form. But as a believer, we can look at those two words, safety and comfort, and I believe that we can truly say and sing that song, It Is Well With My Soul, because He is our safety and He is our comfort and He most certainly is our joy. And I just want to have a look at those two words just a little bit here this morning. Um, and I went and I was just having a look at some scripture um, where they mentioned those words. And the one that I found was in Psalm 27 verse 5 where he writes, the psalmist writes and he says, For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me upon a rock. And I just love that when I read that, there is just so much of today right there in all of those words that even though this was written thousands and thousands of years ago, just as Pastor Kurt shared about um, Jesus just fulfilling so much prophecy, things that were written thousands and thousands of years ago, you know, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And as we read the, as we read the scriptures, we can make it our own because that is exactly what it's for, is we are to find ourselves and we are to find Jesus in the written words of our Bible. And in that psalm right over there, he says, in the day of trouble, and I'm sure that many of us can relate that these days feel troubled, um, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. And there's something so key in that right over there because my safety is found in his dwelling. In 2020, I think intimacy of God with God has been a, a conversation and a topic of utmost importance. Um, it has been a, a topic that has really got us um, looking within ourselves as to, you know, like where do we find ourselves in relationship with God? Because it is definitely not about works. It cannot be about works because we aren't able to serve in a church capacity. We have been able to on and off, but that is not where we find who we are. Our Who we are has been found in our relationship with the Father and in the safety of his dwelling. Um, and he says that, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent, in that innermost place. You know, we, we read in Hebrews how we have access. And because of, of the, the cross, because the veil was torn, we are able to freely come in and enter into the Holy of Holies. Um, and that we are able to come in there. And I love these words where he says, and he set me high upon a rock. How incredible is that, that Jesus is our rock. And that we get, we are set upon a rock. We are not... On sinking sand we are not in in being tossed backwards and forwards we are set upon a rock the immovable 
rock of Jesus Christ. Like he is the one in who we find our shelter and our safety. As long as we lean into and we find ourselves positioned in him. And then when it comes to compassion and comfort, if you go and read in 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 to 5, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul speaking. He says, The Father of compassion and the God of comfort, who comforts us, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we find that we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. God, our God of all comfort, our God of all compassion. I mean, he's so gracious and so kind. I mean, his kindness just draws us into his heart time and time and time again. He comes and he comforts us with so much comfort that, that we are not just to hold on to this for ourselves, but we are to give this away to those around us. I'm sure that you would agree that you are not the only person out there who is experiencing trouble or who has been affected by these troubled times, but that there are people, there are thousands, there are millions. The world is filled with people who are experiencing trouble. And you and me, my friend, we carry an answer. We carry comfort. We carry the ability to reach out and touch them and give them so freely that which we've received from our Father. And just thinking about that, you know, like being our our shelter and our strength and our refuge and our comfort and so filled with compassion and goodness. I mean, these are just gifts. You know, if I had, if I had gifts being just like wrapped up all around me over here, every single one of them, I would just never be able to unpack it enough because God is just so good. And every single one of those words just has so much meaning to it and, and in so many different areas of our lives. Nehemiah, he says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And joy is not a temporary moment of happiness. It is not dependent upon circumstances. But even in troubled times, I can say that I have joy in my heart because joy is a deep understanding of who my God and Savior is. Joy is a deep knowing of the presence and the love of God for each and every one of us. He is so good that when we look at the, the meaning and the definitions of words and we have a look at what does safety mean in the dictionary, it says, safety is the condition of being safe, freed from danger, risk or injury. We are in, we are in the world, we are not of the world. We do not face the troubles of this world with the same mindset um, and, and weapons that those in the world would do it. You know, we come in the strength and in the courage and the faithfulness of God and we can face whatever it is that that life throws at us knowing that this is this is temporary um, and that we have an eternal destiny but while we are here we are filled with the promises and the blessings of God I mean he says in 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 Ephesians 1 that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing through Christ Jesus and how amazing is that guys that we just get to know that our lives are so rich that we have the capacity um, to continue expanding over and over and over again and as I just look at this at this this the, the setting where I'm sitting right now you know when the first time I tried to do a video in the beginning of the year um, I was sitting in in my little garden in a townhouse complex and in between the sounds of nature and cars going by, 
I had a wall like three meters in front of me and God just, I felt like God was speaking to me quite profoundly about boundaries and how so many times we place these limitations upon ourselves. Um, so much is done out of the fear of man and the fear of um, disappointment and, and, and fears of failure of the past, etc. And I felt like he was just talking about expansion, that there was going to be an enlargement in territory. And I sit here today and I just look all around me and I just see expansion. I see the goodness of God that over the last seven, eight months that he has gone and he is just constantly expanding. And even though we might not be running around in, in um, I don't know, in, in looking ex necessarily successful in a worldly manner, I feel like there has been such an expansion in my relationship with Jesus and the awareness and the presence of Holy Spirit and how his comfort and his safety really do draw deep and how his joy is something deep. It is a knowing that is so deep on the inside of me. And oh, that's just such a gift. Our God is just so good. Um, and then that just took me to Bethlehem. You know, when we speak about, I mean, we are, this is a message for Easter, um, for Easter, sorry guys, for Christmas. And um, yeah, it is, it is all about Jesus and where he was born. And I remember when we went to Israel a couple of years ago and we went to Bethlehem and we went to the site, the, um, the, the, the nativity site, the nativity of Christ. And we didn't get to go into the actual place because it was just overwhelmed with, with the number of tourists and stuff. And obviously you're, you're busing, you know, everything is time, time, time. And so we didn't get to go down there, but it's just a historical site. It is, it is beautiful. It is profound. It is incredible. Um, but we get to live out the reality of Jesus every day. We don't need to travel thousands of miles to go to a specific place, but we get to know the rich history um, of our of our Jesus and we find these in the words of Matthew and in Luke and I want to encourage you go and read those first few few chapters um, where he speaks about he speaks about both of the different authors they speak about the the happenings were in the surroundings surrounding the birth of, of of Christ Bethlehem interesting enough if you have a look at the meaning of the word Bethlehem is actually house of bread so how amazing is that, that Jesus is born in this very place where the meaning is the house of bread and he is the bread of life. He himself tells us that he is the bread of life. And we know that in order to be filled, to be sustained, to be able to live out this life, that we need to constantly be gleaning from and, and finding our nourishment and our, um, our refreshing from, from Jesus. And here he is telling us... Um, right from the very beginning if we would just look into the little details of the meanings of words etc that we would find him over and over and over again just telling us that he is the one who makes a way and that he is the one who will see us through to the very end so i just want to share with you a little bit um out of matthew and luke just a couple of verses from each from each chapter that for me um surrounding the birth of christ that just really stand out and just are so encouraging in this time so reading from Matthew 1, um, from verse 21, it says, She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. How beautiful is that? That God right there tells us that when 
his son comes, even in his name will be the constant reassurance of his presence with us. That he has always been about wanting to be with us. He has always been about wanting to walk with us. We can go right back into Genesis where he walked with Adam and Eve in the still of the night. And he was all about relationship. And even to this very day, he is all about relationship. And right here he tells us that God with us. He doesn't say to us God sometimes with us. He doesn't say God with us only when we're doing good. He tells us that because of Jesus, Jesus is coming. His name will be Emmanuel, God with us. It is done. It is a settled matter that God is not going to remove himself. He's not only just doing this as a temporary measure, but that he is going to be with us for all eternity. And then as we turn into Luke um, chapter 2, where it speaks about from verse 8 and he says and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Isn't that just amazing? Right there in the middle, again, just something small, just a couple of little words that just bring us so much joy and bring us a reason to be so thankful that the Messiah who had come was not just for the Jewish people, right there in the middle of it he's already dropping these incredible gems that the coming of our lord jesus christ was not just for the jews but was going to be for the gentiles as well that's you and me that we are a part of god's great plan that we are a part of of his entire plan from the beginning of time and that he says right there he says that i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people good news of great joy that as we celebrate this, this Christmas, as we celebrate this time together, as we celebrate, be it in our small little groups of family and friends, be it that we get to, to share messages um, via media, whatever it may be, may the real reason that we are able to celebrate simply be this great joy that we have inside of us, knowing that our Savior has come, interestingly enough, Bethlehem is the very place where Boaz and Ruth met. You know, in the Old Testament, there's the book of Ruth. If you haven't read it, do yourself a favor and go and read that one too. It's an incredible story about a woman who, who followed her mother-in-law and she chose to, be, um, to, to follow her and to go back into the land where she was, um, was an outsider. And she said to Naomi, her mother-in-law, she said, your God will be my God and your people will be my people. And she went and she gleaned in the fields of Bethlehem and she found herself on, on a property that belonged to Boaz. And the beautiful story of Boaz being her kinsman redeemer, he was the one who came and paid the price for her. He was the one who was the one who would marry her and they would continue to have a son. And out of her lineage came King David. And who do we hear comes out of the lineage of King David? would be our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is so much history packed into these words right from Genesis through to Revelation that 
Even if we spent the rest of our life reading day in and day out, we would never be able to fully comprehend the, the magnitude of the mystery of the gospel. He is just so good and he is just constantly tying in things. I mean, we laugh when we prepare messages and stuff because you start reading in one place and you think you know exactly where you're gonna go and then you hit a cross-reference scripture and suddenly it takes on a completely different path. And it's just because there's so much intrigue, because there's so much excitement, because there's so much to learn and so much to know. But even if that isn't exactly where you find yourself able to go to, I want you to hold on to that truth, that God is good and He does good. And that this Christmas season, that you really can rest in the comfort and in the safety that He brings you and that He offers you. That He really is your joy, deep down inside of you, that that overwhelming reality, that overwhelming knowing His presence, His joy, that joy. Jesus says in John 15, He says that, I give you this, that my joy may be complete. Like we have this because we've been given so much. So yes, I pray that you would just have an incredibly blessed time, that you wouldn't look any further than the love that's already on the inside of you and you would just simply allow him to come in and to expand, to take off the limitations and the fears that you've perhaps carried through religious activity or um, the limitations in your own mind, just do you think that you're not good enough, that you don't know enough, like just let that fall off and let that fall away and just simply find yourself right there in the beautiful words that we find in the scriptures where we hear, read of the stories of our Savior being born in a little town called Bethlehem where he came and he changed the entire course of history um, just because he's so good, just because he's God. And my prayer for you this season, may you know joy in abundance, may you know safety and security like never before, may you know his deep comfort that many of us who have, been, who have been touched, like I said, and who are grieving the loss of loved ones. Uh, may you know the comfort of the Father, and may you find strength in leaning into Him. So I just bless you all, um, bless your families, I pray your protection, pray God's protection over you, and just trust that you have a good time. So let's just close off in prayer. Father, just thank you for this time, thank you that I just get to share your word a bit, and um, that we just get to encourage one another uh, just in, in being able to fellowship in whatever way, shape and form that may look like. We know that true fellowship is found right here with you in your very presence and in your goodness. So Father, I thank you for your grace and I thank you for your mercy. Father, I pray for all of those who do not know you as their Lord and Savior, that Father, that they would take a moment and that they would simply just cry out and ask you to come in to be their King, to be their Lord, to redeem them, to set them free, that they would be able to walk this walk, this journey, this beautiful life, filled with courage, filled with safety, filled with security, filled with joy and compassion, knowing that you are with us and that you are for us. Father, I pray your blessings over every household. I thank you, Father, for our ACES family, our pastors, our leaders. I pray blessings over us, God, in the season and the seasons to come, all for your glory and for the expansion of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen.